What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you back to Schoolhouse Scallywags Podcast. We had a little week off last week, so me and Landon's back this week to do the extra point. We're going to talk about some of the rivalry games and then talk about some of the championship games uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, Landon, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah. Didn't end up in football. Yeah, yeah, that's what we did too. We always go to the beach for Thanksgiving, so we went down on Wednesday. We didn't have school Wednesday, and then we went down and uh, hung out at the beach all weekend with some family and uh, ate and watched football. That's what it's all about. So we had a good good break. So, hey, we didn't get to do an episode last week, but we'll make up for it today. So um, I'm going to let you start off. Just talk about some of the games you watched, what you thought were the better games from rivalry week. And then we'll talk about, obviously, our two games weren't very good games, but we'll talk about them anyway with Georgia and South Carolina uh, game. Alabama and Auburn, of course, was, Iron Bowl's always yep. one of the best games. Yeah, Iron Bowl, one of the best games for the whole season. I always look forward to watching it because uh, you know it's going to be intense physical football. Um, I watched, of course, I watched Georgia-Georgia Tech game. Yep. I didn't take away nothing from that, but we got a stupid freshman receiver. Yeah, I didn't get to see the whole – that's basically the only thing I saw out of that game was he got into it with that kid, uh, the corner, I guess. And they had four wins. They ain't playing for nothing. Yeah, they're not playing for anything. That You know, that's the last game they're going to play no matter what. So, so they're going to try to get their money worth. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I've never understood really why, why are you going to throw a punch at somebody that's wearing a helmet anyway, you know. I mean, if, you, if their helmets were off, at least you can make an argument that they were, you know, about to really fight. But you punch, you, you're more likely going to hurt yourself punching somebody with a helmet on. You know what I mean? So that that was really all I saw out of that. I think the Georgia start kind of slow and then well, get better. Out, it was, uh, so I think it was maybe 17 nothing, and then Georgia Tech scored it was 17 to seven. Right. So first quarter we turned it on. Second quarter. It was bad, slow. Yeah. And we picked up third and fourth. But the first quarter, we come out strong. Yeah. Fromm still missing his missing his passes. See, I hadn't really got to watch, you know, a Georgia game, a full Georgia game since. I watched them play Auburn, and then I watched them play Georgia. No, play uh, Florida. And other than that, I hadn't really watched him. But Fromm, he has been struggling. I, what do you think is the reason he's struggling so much throwing the ball this year? I just think – You think it's because he's got younger yeah, receivers? I, I think that's what it is. Last year, I mean, he had Terry – I mean, Terry Godwin, the Jamal Williams. Miko Harmon. Miko Harmon. Some veteran guys. Yeah. I think that's definitely got something to do with it as far as, like, the passing game. Um, having those younger receivers, maybe not having as much playing time with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that makes a difference. when the, the longer you play with somebody, especially quarterback and receiver – the more you get used to that person, how they run routes, how they, you know, where they're going to be on certain plays. He's dealing with Dominic Blaylock as a freshman. Right. Kiaris Jackson, uh, Matt Landers, yeah. and Tyler Simmons. So Simmons is almost senior out of the bunch. So let's say, all right, out of the, those are the ones who are going to play Saturday? Yeah, and then George Pickens will come in the second half and take one of them. So – He's only suspended for first half. Out of those, out of those guys you just named, what are their, what are their recruiting rankings? Do you know? I know out of them four, Blaylock has Blaylock, and 
getting a bunch of reps. He had to be. But what, I'm talking about when he was recruited as a high school. Was he like a four star? I ain't really sure. See, I ain't sure either. I know, I know, uh, George Pickens was a highly recruited, and I think Blaylock was probably a highly recruited too. Um, but I mean, Cager was like a five star, right? Yeah, Cager, not having him, that hurts. Because, I mean, they've been a different offense, I think, with him in there. Because yeah. it gives Fromm a go-to target. Florida game, it was all Cager. Yep, yep, for sure. So, yeah, Georgia, I don't take, like you, I don't take much away from that game. Um, the two games that I thought were the best in rivalry week was um, the one on third, on Thanksgiving, the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, kind of a wild ending. We'll talk about it. And then, obviously, the Iron Bowl was, was really good. Probably the best game of the weekend, I think. Uh, but the Egg Bowl, did you watch it watched, on Friday? I watched the end of it. It's crazy, man. It was a really good game. And then Ole Miss, you know, they played different quarterbacks, and they drive down at the end and score. And the guy does the peeing on the field. The PAT. Sell, the PAT, <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, I knew as soon as he did it, I was like, that's going to cost them. Because they still had to make the extra point, obviously, to tie it. It was 21-20. So, then he does that. Well, the announcers on the TV are saying that will be enforced on the kickoff. And then and some, one of the other – I think Matt Hasselbeck was calling the game. Matt Hasselbeck and Pat McAfee were calling that game. And uh, Matt Hasselbeck was like, no, they're going to take that penalty right now and make him kick the extra point um, from, a, from a longer distance. And I was like, you know – that would be – they'd be stupid not to do that. You know what I mean? So, as soon as it happened, I was just like, it's just karma's going to get you for that. So, he misses the extra point, And, I mean, man, what a terrible way to lose. What a terrible way to lose. You know, you can't put your team in a situation like that. But I know he was probably fired up. And they, you know, he just wasn't thinking and celebrating. It, it cost his team. So, but that was a really good game to watch. I had, I had a good time watching it. It was back and forth. And last-minute drives, and I think they had a third and 18 or 19 that they picked up on a deep ball. and So, it was a, it was a really good game. Um, but the the main one, Alabama-Auburn, man, what a game. Somehow, Alabama and Auburn is always a classic game, and I feel like Auburn always has some crazy stuff go at in. Auburn. Yeah, at Auburn. It's always has some crazy stuff go in their favor um, in, that, in that matchup. Uh, this year, Case in point is Alabama's down there on the goal line or inside the five. They run a play-action pass. They're going to throw it out there to Harris in the, in, the, in the end zone. He throws it, or Mac Jones throws it. Harris isn't looking. Uh, it hits off Harris's back. Auburn guy just falls right into his hands, and he goes 103 yards with it for a touchdown. You know, I just don't – stuff like that, man. Auburn, you know, they find a way to make those plays. or Stuff just, you know, happens for them against Alabama especially. Uh, but it, it was just a wild game overall, a really high-scoring, you know, offense going up and down the field. Mac Jones, I was pretty impressed with him, how he played. What do you think about him? Because I really didn't know yeah, much I, about I him. He, I think he did good coming out at all about that big game. Yeah, I think so too. I, I really didn't know much about him, um, you know, as far as because Tua's uh, took, taking most of the reps. I think I think Tua was healthy, though. I think Alabama would have won that one. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, I think they definitely would have won, but you know I, I hope Tua can make a full recovery. But I was pulling up the stats. <clears throat> Mac Jones threw for 355 and four touchdowns in the game. He did have two picks. <coughs> Excuse me. But Bo Nix, 
he only threw for 173 yards, only completed 15 out of 30 for one touchdown. But uh, Whitlow had 114 yards, and then Najee Harris had a monster day, um, 146 yards on 27 carries. Um, and then Jalen Waddle was an absolute monster. I mean, they could not do nothing with him uh, in special teams or in the uh, – you know, in the receiving, he had some some uh, cut, um, some catches, and then um, you know they'll they'll run him on sweeps and and jet sweeps and reverses and stuff like that. He he's just a heck of a weapon uh, to have in your in your uh, arsenal there. So I think that says a lot about Alabama's team offensively, especially for Mac Jones to come in there and him to throw for that. You know what I mean? It, it says a lot about them as a team because they faced a lot of you know injuries and just different stuff that they're not used to really having to deal with um, every year. So everybody was so glad to see Alabama lose and all this stuff. But, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Alabama oh, because I'm, I got a lot of respect for their program and for Coach Saban as far as being as good as he has been for as long as he's been and, you know, doing it in different ways. Because you look at Coach Saban like he's – Always been defensive coach, run the ball. Defensive coach, run the ball. Well, now he's got – he gets Tua, gets a diff, all these receivers. Well, now he's able to adapt and change his ways, and he's able to still win in a different type way. You know what I mean? He's winning scoring points, not having as good of a defense. So, I got, I got a lot of respect for Coach Saban. But um, I thought it would have been interesting to see them in the playoff. Uh, but I, I do think that, that – uh, and we'll talk about it. I, I think that it would be best if Georgia wins Saturday and, and Georgia-LSU both get in because I think that will put that would put the, the four best teams in it. Um, but Auburn, let's talk about Auburn for a second. Uh, you know, they're one of those teams that's kind of forgotten about as far as in the SEC because you got your Georgia, you got your LSU, you got your Alabama. But people forget Auburn's really good. Uh, their losses, their only losses are to – you know, really good teams, Florida, LSU, and uh, Georgia. Yeah, so their only losses are to top ten teams. They were all, they were all <coughs> neck neck. Florida, Florida losses by touchdown. Right. LSU losses by field goal. Right. And Georgia losses by touchdown. Right, so they, they're right in the game. They're right in there with the best of the best. And then look at the wins they do have. They got a win now against Alabama, and they had a win first game against Oregon. So that's, you know, Auburn's resume – Still really good with those three losses. I'm, I would easily say they're the best three-loss team in the country by far. Uh, but I think, you know, Gus Malzahn, he I – th- I don't know what's going on up there. I think a lot of – some of the board members maybe don't really like him and kind of want to look for ways to get him out of there. But every time he finds a way to win big games, have a good year. Um, but Gus Malzahn, he's proven himself to me as a, as a really good coach in, in the game. So – I enjoy watching that game. To me, that was what college football is all about. That's what we love. You know, we would love to see those good, two really good teams battling it out in a great game and then, uh, you know, somebody getting a win in the, in the end. So, that was, a, that was a fun one to watch. So, we'll, um, we talked about Georgia game. Obviously, we'll talk about South Carolina and Clemson. I, it went about like how I thought it would go. Uh, I didn't know how we were going to be able to score. With with especially with Edwards not playing, and Helensky being having his little knee injury deal, but I mean, we we just 
You know, defensive-wise, we had to play 80 to 90 plays a game. You can't stop anybody for that long, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but we couldn't have started any better. I mean, we come out well, – we could have started better, got a three and out. But they drive down. We end up getting the stop on the goal line. First play, we hit about a 20-some-odd 20 20 yard pass. And uh, so I'm thinking, okay, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, you know, play a little bit. And then it's like we just couldn't do anything from then on. Uh, I thought we should have fed Tavian Feaster. Um, I thought we should have just fed him and ran inside zone with him on first down every time or, or most of the time, get you two or three yards, three or four yards. That way you're not behind the sticks. Because when you start getting negative plays, that's not what you want in Clemson's defense because then they're just going to blitz the crap out of you for the other, the rest of the second and third down. So um, not much to take away from it other than we got to do better. We got to do better because that's not good for our rivalry. It's not good for our program. It just ain't. It just ain't good. We, I want to see good football. You know what I mean? Even when South Carolina was beating Clemson for those five years in a row, those were still good, solid games. It wasn't like we were just blowing them out. I think we had maybe one that we kind of, you know, dominated for one or two. Maybe we dominated, but the other ones, they were solid games to the fourth quarter games. You know, South Carolina maybe scored late and sealed the deal, but. It, it's just not good for the rivalry for the state of South Carolina, which you're a, I know you're a Georgia fan, but you know you you're a South Carolinian. You know what I mean? And you know how much that rivalry means in this state because you've lived here, and your dad's a big Gamecock fan. So I, we just got to do better, man. We we just gotta I don't know. We got to play better, coach better, play harder, get better players in the program, and just keep at it because it's really you know it's really discouraging to watch just to watch a game. And really know you have zero chance of winning. That's not fun. You know what I mean. My nerves is though. After the game, everybody's whining about you need to fire Muschamp. But the question is, what you gonna do if you do fire? Yeah, that that people don't understand now too with this transfer portal, and and this is a whole new deal because it's never really been this this big before. But with the transfer portal being as big as it is, if you fire a coach, you better be ready for a lot of your current players to be gone and and, you know maybe you know I don't remember years ago maybe maybe in the past you know recent past and and when a coach got fired a majority of your players were going to stay at the university um and they were going you know see who the new coach was stay there whatever then maybe a couple would transfer but now I feel like if you fire a coach that you're going to see so many people in that transfer portal and just trying to leave um, <clears throat> because they signed up to play for Coach Muschamp or, or whoever recruited them on his staff. And I, I just think that, you know, firing firing a coach is going to set you back so many years uh, that, that it's you got to make sure that that's the right decision. And you can't just and jump on it. Right, you can't just make a decision because the fans are mad. Which Ray Tanner, I think he ended up doing the right thing. I think he he, you know, he didn't let, he didn't make an emotional decision. He didn't make a uh, a decision, you know, a knee jerk reaction decision. He thought about it, and I think he made the best decision for the program, which is keep Muschamp, let him hire a new offensive coordinator, and let's see if we can get this thing on the uh, on the right track. So I'm hoping because I like Will Muschamp as a guy. I like him as a coach, but he's you know he's got to prove himself. Obviously, 
that he can make a good offensive hire. I know that, I know that Georgia game, I think that was – that was a big proven game that went against Georgia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the thing I think what frustrated a lot of Carolina fans about it is we didn't build off. We didn't use that that win for any. Like to me, that win is pretty much useless now. You know, what I mean, we could have really used that win to to you know vault us to the end of the year. Not necessarily beating Clemson or beating Florida or be which we had a chance to beat Florida, but we. We should have used that game, right? We should have used that game to win the games we're supposed to win for the rest of the year, and compete like we did against Florida in the other big games. You know, we competed against Florida. We led for most of the game. You know, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I just think we could have really used that Georgia win to for some momentum for our program. I think that's helped Georgia out for the better too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It definitely refocused them uh, after that loss because they pretty much saw, hey, we, you know, we can. We can lose, you know. We're not that good. We can. We got to bring our A game every week, uh, no matter what. Since then, we went to Auburn one. Right. Since then, Big Georgia's Big Tech saying then, which ain't a bad team. No. Bad weather. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I think. I think that loss was was the best thing that could have happened to Georgia, because um, they still control their own destiny. You know, they win their end. They win their end, um, and they're one of the best four. So, we'll see kind of what happens um, this weekend, and uh, I'm excited to watch those games. We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute, but just wrapping it up with the Gamecocks, uh, did you see who the guy just got fired, the possible offensive coordinator position that used to be at Georgia? I ain't seen uh, Mike Bobo got fired from Colorado State, so him and Muschamp were teammates, so he's been in the talks. So I'm hoping it's going to be him. Uh, it would be decent. Would yeah, be decent. I really, I really do. I hope it's gonna be him, and uh, you know, I wouldn't mind Chad Morris, but I really would like to see Mike Bobo get the get the job. Um, he's proven that he knows how to, you know, coach at a big program, call plays at a big program. Everybody, you know, is has everybody has their their days where you know they might have a bad game calling or whatever. But I think Mike Bobo would be a great hire for the program. But Moving on, we're not going to talk about the Gamecocks no more this year because they're done. So, and and this is what's sad too because I I told my um, buddy when we were watching the game Saturday I was like, man, I'm just ready, I'm ready for it to be over for this year because it's just so, it's like you know you when you don't have a chance to win and you don't feel any type of buzz, you just you just ready for it to be done. So, I'm ready to watch some good football this weekend and and uh, and move on with the with but with basketball season, I guess, for the Gamecocks. So, all right, so let's talk about the games, the championship games. So, tonight, you got a meaningful game tonight, and I think it's going to be really good. Utah and Oregon at 8 o'clock um, in the Pac-12 championship. They're playing at Levi Stadium um, in uh, Santa Clara. So, what you think about that game? I hadn't watched Utah a whole lot. I have watched Oregon some. Who you think uh, you might take in that game and then uh, – do you think one of those teams may get in the playoff? I know Utah. I know Utah. They're probably favorite, but I, I think I, I'll take Oregon because I got. Res- I, I still get off of respect for how teams play other teams. I think Oregon gave Auburn at start of the year. Oregon's a decent team. Right. Oh yeah, I, and they got a good solid quarterback with Justin Herbert too. So I think or, I think Oregon. Uh, I could definitely see Oregon winning tonight too. Um, I'm excited to watch that game. Uh, Oregon's ranked 13, 
Utah's five. And I think if Georgia would happen to lose this weekend, it would make for a better playoff. If Oklahoma could win and Utah lose, I'd rather see Oklahoma in there than Utah. Oh, you'd rather see Oklahoma than you see. Jalen Hurts factor. Yeah, now I, I love Jalen Hurts. I'm a Jalen Hurts fan, but I don't. I hadn't watched Oklahoma enough to really know if they're for real or not. Just like I hadn't really watched Utah or Oregon enough. Those West Coast teams, you know, I know a little bit about them, but I hadn't watched them enough to really feel I like I can say I think Utah's the real yeah, deal. You I know what I mean? Now I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the game tonight, and uh, I'm gonna watch the whole game, and I'm gonna really. You know, look at do I think Utah really could be um, a, a, a real contender? I was looking at the line. Utah's favored by six and a half, so uh, they are the favorite. But I could definitely see Oregon winning that game too. So we'll see how that one goes. That's, that's a good Friday night game. I'm glad they did that and put one of the one of the bigger games on Friday because this game's got meaning. You know what I mean? If Utah loses tonight, they're done. They're done. Yeah. So then, do you say all right? If if Oklahoma loses and Utah loses and Georgia plays a close game and loses, they still could b possibly be in, you know what I mean? So, uh, the, the, the game tonight, no matter what the outcome is, it's got implications on the playoff. Um, and then the next one, uh, Baylor at Oklahoma. It's a rematch. Looking forward to that one, too. Baylor's program's been turned around. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, Pat McAfee's podcast. Uh, he had Baylor's coach on there. I really like you know what he was talking about as far as how they kind of turned their program around. So what you think about that one? This is at Arlington, Texas. This is at Dallas Cowboys Stadium. I think I'll take Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Just got like C.D. Lamb and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, that's what I think too. I think I'm I'm gonna take Jalen Hurts and and uh, and and Lincoln Riley because I think he's obviously one of the best play callers, best offensive coaches in the nation. And then um, Jalen Hurts, just a great. He's a great person, great player. And I'm really pulling for them, too. Um, but that is – Oklahoma's favored by nine in that game. So, they are they are almost a double-digit favorite. Uh, so, that one will be Saturday at 12. Um, we're all, I'm, we're gonna, we won't talk about all these. But App State, just want to mention that they are playing for the um, their conference championship. I'm not sure uh, – Sun, oh, Sunbelt. Their Sunbelt conference championship is on it's Saturday at 12. They're playing Louisiana. Uh, we'll move on. Let's see. We got Cincinnati and Memphis. That's a, that's a um, that's a three thirty game, uh, in the uh, Conference USA, or no American Athletic uh, Championship game. So that'll be that should be a pretty good one. Memphis. Everybody's talking about Memphis's coach. I hadn't really watched them a whole lot. I watched them play one game uh, this past weekend, and uh, you know I was impressed. I was impressed by. I thought their kids play hard. You know they play really hard the whole game. They fired up for their coach, and, uh, you know, that'll be a good one, too. Um, let's see. Ohio State at Wisconsin uh, for the Big Ten. I think Ohio State's going to take that one. Let's see how many points they are favorite. I think Ohio State is, too. But one thing I will say is it's hard to beat a team twice. Ohio State's favorite by 16 and a half, so they're a pretty heavy favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly right. Is that right? You know, it's it's hard to beat a team twice, but I think Ohio State's just rolling. Maybe Fields, I don't know if his injury maybe. He said it was just aggravated. It just kind of aggravated his MCL sprain. So, yeah, so you you got to kind of take a look at that and just, you know, you don't really know how it's going to affect them, but hopefully he'll be okay because you want to see everybody healthy. I want to see everybody healthy in the playoff. I want to see the teams at their best, doing their best. Uh, 
you know, playing against each other. So I think Ohio State's going to take that one and, uh, and, and take the Big Ten championship. Um, then we got Virginia and Clemson. Do you think Virginia – they had a huge win against Virginia Tech. That was another rivalry game we didn't really talk about a whole lot. First time they beat them in 15 years. I was glad to see that. Um, I'm happy. I like their quarterback. I like Bronco Mendenhall. I think he's got a good program going um, over there. And uh, do you think they got any shot against Clemson? Let Dabo have his until he plays somebody on these Yeah, yeah. I mean – I don't see, I don't see Virginia being able to have anything for them. I just, um, I just know that's a luxury. It must be nice to get to play Virginia yeah, in the conference championship. Yeah, yeah. Well, right now, man, the ACC just doesn't have any anybody that can put up a fight against them. You know what I mean? I, I mean, oh, well, I take that back. North Carolina did put up a fight, so I give them credit for that because I think North Carolina's they're they're a good team, but they're just one of those teams where they're not consistent every week. Uh, but I think Matt Brown is going to get them on the right track, and they're going to be a, a really good program under him as long as he's there. Um, but Virginia, like I said, I hope they can keep it close and make it a good game. I just don't see it happening. Uh, I do not see them having any chance to to hold Clemson under 40 points or score any more than 20. You know what I mean? Maybe they can score 14, 17, something like that. But I don't, I don't see them being able to – being able to make anything happen. So, um, I'll definitely watch it. That I'll be flipping with that in Ohio State uh, just to see, you know, how it goes. But I don't see that being much of a game. All right, and then the main event, my favorite game every year other than – Kirby Smart said the best venue in college football all season. Yep, the SEC championship, man. It, I look forward to it every year. Um I said the same thing last year. No matter who's playing in it, you know it's going to be big boy football. It's going to be best of the best athletes um, going against each other. So you're always going to get a really good, solid game when you got uh, the best from the SEC West versus the best from the SEC East. So I'm going to let you give your your um, keys to the game maybe for Georgia or for LSU and then what you think is going to happen and then uh, maybe like a score prediction. What do you think? Main event, main key is run the ball. Yeah. Don't make Fromm throw it unless he has to. The way he's been playing lately. Yeah. He can make. He's proven he can make big throws, but the way his accuracy has been the last couple weeks. Yeah. I say get Swift going. Let the run open up the pass. And then uh, they plan to use James Cook a good bit this week. Well, I wondered about him uh, with the uh, with the Swift being. Being banged up a little bit. I've been, read, I've been reading. They, they play on using Harrion, Cook, and, of course, Zeus, Zemir Watt. Yeah. But they mainly want they mainly want to get to Swift. Swift's, Swift's the best one we got. Right. No doubt. Well, I, I definitely think that, you know, if Swift's – George is playing thinking we got to win. So, they're going – Swift's going to give them what they got. They're not going to – they're not – if he can go, he's going to go. So they're not going to dial him back, I don't think, because they know they got to win. Um, but they got a stable of backs, and no matter what, you got that big offensive line blocking for you. You should be, you know, three yards of carry. Three yards of carry, no matter who it is. You know, three to four to five yards of carry should be every time. You get them big boys, you know, leaning on LSU's defensive front. Who LSU's defensive front is not as good as as 
you know, a, a usual LSU defense is. They've been relying on their offense to win games this year, even though their defense is still solid. Um, but I, I, I think that, that Georgia needs to play old school SEC football this week. They need to run the ball and play defense. I know LSU old Dave Durant, he's had it last week, the week before they was going up the rivalry week. Everybody was talking, LSU defense ain't this, LSU defense ain't that. I think it lit a spark in LSU defense. Yeah, because they played great against A&M. I mean, they absolutely smoked A&M. Yeah, and it wasn't a game at all. Like, it wasn't like first quarter it was close, and then the second quarter they kind of started pulling. I mean, it was all LSU early, and that was it. Um, So, I was was impressed by their win this past week. Um, But I think – I just – I don't know. Everybody – something tells me that Georgia's going to be – I don't know. I just like Georgia's matchup in this thing because I like their big offensive line, and I like their defense matchup and against matching up against LSU's offense. Great, I think that's going to be a great test. I yeah, think, I think both. I think Georgia's offense and LSU defense is kind of just your average, just right? Your average SEC. Right. Maybe. They're not above average or above, over the top. They got talent, but they're not going. They're not going to break loose or do nothing crazy. What's What's going to be big is. Burrow, you can find a better than Edwards Hilaire. Oh, yeah, Edwards Lair. He's underrated, man, because he's a smaller back. But, man, that kid is tough. And he can catch it out of the backfield. He can run it. But that's that's the matchup that everybody's looking to see, uh, LSU's offense versus Georgia's defense. That's strength defense. on strength. Georgia's defense is – you got J.R. Reed. But they got so many people in the front seven, too, that rotate in there on that D line. I mean, they and, – and big, thick, strong bodies – you got uh, Walker, you got uh, Clark, you got Roland, uh, Nolan Smith, you the freshman. Davis. You got Jordan Davis. I mean, you got so many, so many talented uh, players up front that I just don't see how. They got some, they got some real talented linebackers. Uh, Monty Rice, Tay Crowder, yep. Zizo Javari. Which that's one thing in SEC I've noticed watching this season is a lot of teams have some really good linebackers, man. Like, yeah, I, I was so impressed by Tennessee's linebacker, uh, Batoli or something like that. It's number 35. He was their Mike linebacker. Man, he ate up tackles against us. And I watched him against some other teams. I was really impressed by him. Florida's linebackers, Reese and uh, what's the other kid's name? 50, 51. Uh, Bob, is it? I can't remember. Miller. Miller Jr. or something like that. But uh, I was impressed by their linebackers. But that, that's one thing SEC – Always had some big, athletic, fast, tough linebackers. So, uh, like I said, Georgia's defense, one of the best units in they the nation. Some, they got a good secondary, too. Good secondary with Reed and LeCount and them guys and DJ Daniel, yeah. former Gamecock commit, yeah. I, I might add. But uh, who, who else is J.R. Reed? J.R. Reed, DJ Daniel, Richard D- LeCount. They've been using Tariq McGee's been in and out hurt. McGee. They've had him. they got Tyson Campbell. He's – been in and out. So yeah. Just I, um, I, I'm, I think Georgia, for some reason that, you know, I know Georgia's offense had not give you any reason to believe that they're going to score a lot of points, but I don't know. I like their matchup in this game. I think LSU's getting so much praise and so much, you know, talking about how good they are, and they are good, but I think that, that Georgia's just – Coming with that working man's mentality of we're going, we're just going to show you. Any SEC team, when the other one, when the opponent gets hyped up, 
that just lights the fire into the yeah yeah into the one they, that, that I, yeah that's it that's it you know whenever you hear about whoever you're playing being that so good and and all this stuff it automatically lights a little fire under your team as far as like you know that they're the ones getting talked about not us uh, and all they're talking about Georgia is how bad their offense has been so they're not really no no really positive talks have come think, from Georgia. And I think this is a big big game for Georgia too because Georgia Georgia's want to get to Clemson or because uh, that's likely going to be the matchup. If Georgia would have to be the LSU, it's going probably going to be Georgia and Clemson. And Georgia they're they're wanting to get to Dabo and Clemson. Dabo calls them out on the on the big stage. Georgia hadn't said nothing to him at all. So what did that? What did he say? He said that. Oh, I, I know what he said. He was talking about the losses, right? He was talking about um, how they got penalized for the North Carolina close game when North Carolina beat the team that Georgia lost to. He was talking about South Carolina. And he said the next day after Georgia lost, it was how do we get Georgia in? But when Clemson wins, the close wins, how do we get Clemson out? Right. So but the difference was the, the top wins for Georgia. Georgia had three top 15 wins. That was the difference. Georgia had three top 15 wins with Notre Dame, uh, Florida, and Auburn. So, I mean, you got to look at, you know, understandably, you know, Clemson can't help who they play, which is the ACC. But, don't get it but you, can't, you can't get upset about that because the, the committee is putting in the teams based off of good wins and resume, right? So, you have had really no marquee win. This other team has had three marquee wins. That's the reason they were ranked ahead of you. And at the end of the day, you knew you were going to get in if you went out. So. And the thing is, like, the, the one probably the fourth or fifth best team we play was the best team that he's played. Right, right. Yep. Texas A&M was probably the fourth best team Georgia played. This yeah, year. I agree. I would agree with that. So, we'll, uh, you know, but like I said, Davo, he – I'm not a – I'm a – I respect Clemson's program. I respect what he's built there because, I mean, they're he's great. A, but he's he's one of those guys that just gets under my skin. I really don't don't care to hear his opinion or what he thinks. So, but like I said, Clemson's a great team. They got a good, uh, uh, great defense, great quarterback, great receiving core. I mean, they got athletes all over the field. I think a Georgia Clemson matchup would be a huge, huge matchup. Oh yeah, that, I think that would be awesome for the sport. You know what I mean? I want to see you know I want to see LSU Ohio State. And George and Clemson, that how great would that be for the sport? You know what I mean? Right. You know, that. I feel like maybe if Utah, I, and like I said, I don't want to act like I know about Utah. I know all this stuff. I'm gonna watch Utah tonight, and I'm gonna, you know, I know it's hard to make a decision off one game, but you know, I'm gonna compare. I'm gonna say, okay, Auburn and Oregon. I've watched that. I watched that game. Watched them play, and I watched see how Oregon stacked up against Auburn which is, I believe Auburn is on par with this year with the rest of the, SEC, the, the higher SEC teams. They, you know, they played with everybody. They didn't get blown out by anybody. They were within one score of every game they played, including LSU. So, I'm thinking Auburn is up there with the best of the best. Oregon was right there with Auburn. In game, rather, it, it was game one, first week of the year. But I'm going I'm to look at Utah, how they play against Oregon tonight. And, and if I think that Utah, you know, if I really watch it and say, all right, I think Utah could, could play with some of these top three teams, 
then I, I'm not going to be all opposed for them getting in. But, you know, as of right now, I want to see them four teams we just talked about in there banging heads and seeing who's going to come out best of the best and take on the trophy. Because um, I think that's what that playoff should be about. The playoff should be about the best four college football teams going at each other. You know what I mean? And the past couple of years, you know, we've had blowouts in the semifinal games. That's that's just not great for the sport. Notre Dame, you know, and Clemson was really good. And, heck, we had a blowout in the championship. You know what I mean? That's no fun. I want to see good or great football games with with great teams. Uh, So I'm hoping that's what we get with the top four. I'm hoping Georgia can pull it off. That's the only thing. I don't, uh, I don't want to see no Georgia play it. I, yeah. I don't want to see no great. I, 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 I hope. I want a two-score lead at all. Yeah. I, I hope Georgia can pull it off, man. I really do because I think that's what's going to give us the best result for the sport. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm a football it's, it's fan. Not, by any means, it's possible. Oh, yeah, Georgia, it's definitely Georgia. possible. It's more than possible, man. It can happen. And I and honestly, man, I, I think it will happen. I think Georgia's going to win. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think Fromm's going to have a good game. He's been on that stage before. Uh, say, I mean, Burrow hadn't been on that stage yet. Burrow never played in the SEC championship. I think that's got something to do with it. You know what I mean? Swift's been there. Hilaire hadn't been there. You know what I mean? That that experience for Georgia, along with their defense. I mean, Swift's freshman year, he took a key six-yard run to the house. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I, I think Georgia's experience, plus their defense, plus their offensive line, I think that's going to help them win the game. So I'm picking Georgia to win. Uh, and for all four of those teams, we just talked about to get in the playoffs. So. Yeah, I see it is, though. If we don't, if something happens, we happen to lose. Ten-win season in the SEC is great. Great. Yeah, oh, it's great. And Georgia will have a great bowl 11, game. Eleven win. Yeah, 11. yeah. And Georgia will have a great bowl game no matter what. And they'll be right back in the mix next year. So it's not like they're going away. So – but I'm, so I'm too hyped to watch the game Saturday. I love the SEC championship. Um, it's I hate, just I hate I can't make it out there. I know it. I know it. I told you. I said you know, we you get some find some tickets. I'll drive us out there. That would be awesome to go. But uh, we'll be watching it. A lot of times you get a better view on TV anyway. So we'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Wallet have a little more Christmas money to spend too. <laughs> So we'll uh, we'll see how the games go. You got anything else you want to add before we get out of here? That's about it. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Landon, coming back on track this week. We're going to try to do some other um, podcasts next week with some different topics, and then me and you will come on and do uh, Extra Point next week after the championship games, talk about the playoff picture and all that stuff and some of the bowl games maybe. Uh, so we'll we'll get another episode in next week and see how this thing plays out. But uh, – Appreciate you coming, and uh, always have a good time talking about college football. Uh, it's crazy to think it's already championship weekend, you know what I mean? feels like not that long ago it was just starting. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes uh, this weekend, and we'll talk about it next week. All right, brother, appreciate you coming. Appreciate it, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, just follow us on Twitter, and follow us, on, follow us and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Let us know if you want to hear any specific topics. We're going to try to start getting into some uh, different stuff other than just football. So, um, appreciate you listening. Y'all have a great weekend. Uh, Getting close to Christmas time, so save your money. Go dogs.
and land the Cisco dogs. Y'all have a good one. Ah!